All right. Good evening, folks. Welcome to LRG Podcast. We are doing a special recap show, as we'll be doing going forward. Each um, episode of Survivor, we will be covering the latest and the greatest episode and reviewing with some of our live reality game friends and family members here. Uh, my name, of course, is Dustin. I kind of help run this channel um, with a support team of great podcasters all over the world. And speaking all over the world, we are joined here by Joseph. Joseph, how are you tonight? Hey, I'm doing excellent. I'm pumped. It was a great premiere, and I'm kind of really excited. We have a lot to talk about. It's the first episode. They give us two full hours to uh, um, hours. talk and everything. So lots of things to go over with a stunning cast. I love the cast so far. Great personalities and a lot of like enthusiasm um, to go over as well. Um, Joseph, what's your background for like live games and survivor knowledge, I guess? Okay. So, I mean, I've been a survivor fan for, for forever. Um, but my kind of LRG career i don't know if you call it a career at this point i'm definitely not being paid for it it's a volunteer <laughs> position at this point actually i'm in the red um but anyway, i started uh in sydney survivor season one when i was back in australia which uh i think not last year what year is it this year god 2020 2022 that happened um, Air 2023. It was an amazing experience. It changed my life. Yada yada yada. As usually your first LRG does. And then I just happened to move here to the Cayman Islands for work. Um, I'm a, a lawyer by career, so I moved here because a lot of lawyers live here. You shouldn't tell people that you're a lawyer. Don't you watch Survivor? Come on. <laughs> I, I know. I know. And if I was ever on the show, um, I won't. So I should be doing less of these, so less people know me. But I. My fault of myself is I never learn my lessons, which is fine. Mm. Um, and then when I moved here, I was on the beach one day and I was like, I feel like I'm on Survivor. There's like calm blue turquoise waters. There's coconuts falling off the trees. It's really warm and pleasant. And I'm like, why don't I just do an LRG here? And so I did. <laughs> and we're two months away. We're going to film uh, at the end of April, which is really, really exciting. We got a great uh, 90, I'd say 95% local cast. I'm actually surprised by how many Cayman, Caymanians and local people that live here put their hand up to do it. Um, and if anyone's watching this and you haven't heard from me, sorry, uh, just didn't work out. <laughs> and I'm happy to say we're the first LRG to ever be in a tropical setting, technically. Hmm. Um, there was a survivor at Matariki, which is placed in um, New Zealand. So I don't know if they qualify for tropical mm, no new zealand's not tropical it looked pretty tropical i think there were palm trees there were big spiders i know okay but, well there's actually no spiders here no no poisonous spiders it's a big change from australia to be honest there's big spiders in michigan too and we're not tropical <laughs> <laughs> uh speaking of being in michigan i am joined with my fellow cohort um in the muskegon area um, a future contestant going to be, not technically yet, folks, nothing right. announced, uh, my partner for the Boozy Bankers for The Amazing Race, um, Laura. Laura, how are you tonight? I'm great. Um, I wasn't, I, I thought this was just people talking. I didn't mm -hmm. realize this was actually being streamed or anything. <laughs> so 
Just briefly, my experience with reality TV is that I did watch the first couple seasons of Survivor, and then my children got very, very needy, and I, you know, I off and on would watch. But then my youngest daughter Natalie became obsessed with Big Brother like four years ago, which I started watching with her and thought it was the stupidest thing in the world. But after two seasons, I was like, oh my god, when's it on again? And then we picked up Survivor a couple of years ago. And then when we met and started working together, we would talk about it every time it was on. So now I'm just kind of addicted. And just so you know, Dustin, as soon as I said to, I sent the family the text saying, hey, Survivor's on tonight. Bill's in Vegas. He's like, oh my God, we missed the draft. Quick, put all the names in the hat. So we did a random draw. My whole family oh, does well. have, 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 we all have names and we're all, I did get, I, by chance, I got um, Tevin too, so I didn't cheat at all. Mm-hmm. So um, that's my Tevin was pick. my first draft pick as well. Like, um, so the other day, uh, a few of us LRG people, we sat around, we did a draft to talk about the cast. So you'll see that there, and we'll kind of recap at the end who's winning, who's losing. Uh, so my team is in the white there. So I personally have Liz, Maria. Um, I I keep saying Moira, but that's not correct. It's like Mariah. So Mariah. Uh-huh. I have Tevin. And then at the end, there were two people left over. So three of us put our chips on to Tiffany. And then one of us, Snyder, put his chips on to Banu at the end. So that is our draft. Um, Laura, we just talked about it. Your kind of winner pick is Tevin. Joseph, yes. who do you have your money on? Who are you going for? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I am a very indecisive person, so I really waited up until like the very last minute before like 7.59 p.m. EST. I was like, okay, I have to pick something before it shows. Otherwise, it doesn't really count. Um, but I just liked Venus's name. It's, I, it's such a unique name. And I was like, I, I could see her going pretty, pretty far. Just from, I didn't do too much research or I tried to, because with Survivor 45, I looked a lot of like the pregame coverage because I feel like there was a lot, um, like preseason promo material and stuff like that. And it was slightly less for this season. So I actually deliberately came into this season a little bit blind as to like the backstories and everything, just so I could be surprised and refreshed and enjoy the first episode without any preconceived notions. So Mm -hmm. this is my photogenic Winnipeg. Fantastic. <laughs> we are uh, joined um, with a Snyder here. Snyder is watching, um, not on this recap episode, but Snyder will be back for a recap in a few weeks with us. So, folks, um, what are we looking forward to from this season of 46? So, I would like something different than 45, 44. I want something different, and I hope they do it. And they haven't done it quite yet, Joseph. Um, what are you looking forward to in 46? I kind of, I'm relying on the people, I think, because I feel like it's not necessarily become a bit formulaic with kind of like the twists and advantages and the starting tribes, but I feel like I would like to see uh, a bit, a bit something a bit messy, um, which is one entertainment. I want to see people make mistakes. I want to be people, and we can talk about this later, not be afraid of um, making decisions and facing the consequences and mm-hmm. not being afraid of consequences. And I feel like 
um, in the past couple of seasons, people expected to see things like the worry advantage and stuff, and they tried their best to mitigate consequences. But people are really kind of like already going balls to the wall, and they're like, oh, we're advantage fuck yeah i'm just, just gonna take it and just ride with it I, I i it's refreshing and i'm looking forward to new personalities that just kind of just go balls to the wall and mm -hmm. not afraid to make mistakes or uh the consequences of their actions they'll just deal with it later that's what i do laura what are you looking forward to for this season well, do you want some well, drama I think you already saw somebody make some big mistakes and pay for it <laughs> And and he was one of my random draws, so oh, I was like, "Wow, can you just like screw this up <laughs> even more?" <laughs> um, I don't know. I think I'm still getting used to like. I know they do a lot of the same challenges, and so just catching up in the last couple of years, it's like, "Oh, okay." I kind of understand what they're always going to do, but sometimes they confuse me with all their random bewares and shot in the dark. And I mean, maybe just getting more comfortable thinking, "Okay, I don't." I don't know how you can even strategize this, but all these people that watched all the time, they seem to have it figured out. So maybe I just want to be able to understand any twists that they throw out there this season. And and the, the, the same old, same old, maybe start to understand the strategies behind some of those. I mean, uh, Laura brings up a good point and kind of to kick things off, like they start with what Jeff called as a marooning challenge. Um, I'm not qualifying this as a marooning challenge. Like they had to go under ropes and stuff. A marooning is like old school. They're on the boat, grabbing supplies, jumping off, which is something I miss. That's in my notes. Jeff is like, this is the start of the marooning challenge. I'm like, this is not marooning at all. No, I, I definitely agree. They've been marooned. It's it's post marooned. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's post -marooned. Uh, and I, I miss that too. And I guess there's it's funny because <laughs> laura you just said oh they kind of reuse challenges sometimes and we've just said no we want the thing that's always been there to stay mm -hmm. <laughs> but there's i guess there's certain things like marooning it's like there's not much at stake other than supplies i guess and there's no like losing flint or losing resources it's just whatever you can get you get and i think it's a it's a good challenge because you don't there's no losers really you get something from it at least there's no chickens being dropped into the ocean. I guess that's the good point that we're not doing marooning anymore. So, <laughs> was that the reason why? Maybe I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um. So we start the game off with the the first initial challenge. We go into set and sweat, sweat and savvy. Um. Laura, what are you thinking? Would you? I'm thinking Jelinski's an idiot. <laughs> I think we all several means seven. Like, what are you talking about? And honestly, like, I started thinking about it too. Like, okay, so if you want to figure out if you can do this, fill one of the urns. And if there's half the sand left, then you know you can finish it. But like, I don't know what they were doing other than I, at least they decided to cover the holes, which I was like, well, that was a good idea. <laughs> well, eventually, we see them go back and forth a few times and not even covering the holes. And I and then they finally are like, oh, let's cover the holes. That would help. Yeah. It did look like it was going to be impossible. But, I mean, you're two guys. Like, I think they should have. And I think the other guy should have said, fine, you quit. I'll keep doing it. You know, I don't know. That would be my yeah. strategy. I mean, couldn't. I don't know if this was against the rules or whatnot. But could you use your clothes to, like, block the holes a little bit? Then you don't have mm. to worry. So, 
You got to be a little savvy on the spot challenge, too. I so. always wonder about that, whether there are kind of like rules that we don't really hear that are part of mm -hmm. the challenge. Because there have been like lots of instances and there's plenty of videos on YouTube of compilations of players that hack challenges, so to speak. And they they could have been told, but we don't know that. Um, my my first thing was, how the fuck do I plug these holes to make sure the water doesn't leak, other than using my fingers? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, they're like, oh my gosh, there's holes in the bucket. Like, you realize this. Don't you stop it automatically? Yeah, like, yeah it was just like, what am I going to do? Oh no, there's holes. <laughs> and then the other challenge. So, Savvy, I called the answer, by the way. Like, in my mind, I'm like, okay, so we're looking at the random letters that are left over. You probably have to unscramble something. It's going to give you a clue for the answer. I knew it. So I could have done that savvy challenge, hands down. Isn't Charlie, isn't he the one, didn't he do that challenge and he went to Harvard? Mm -hmm. He's a lawyer. Yeah. All he works with as a lawyer, all you, all we work with is words. We look for hidden meanings. I, I was really surprised that he didn't kind of like. He kind of let the other guy lead it. And the other guy had no clue what he was doing. Even said he was <laughs> dyslexic or something. I'm like, well, then tell him to. Sit down. You figure it out. <laughs> However, on the same hand, like Laura and I are bankers. We work with numbers all the time. And mm. Mm, yeah, even if you work with letters all the time, maybe you're not best suited for letters. I don't know. Um, uh, Snyder has a good question in the comments. How long did it take me to find the answer? Um, I didn't really like take a screenshot of it, but I totally knew what the answer was going to be had I been on it. So just stating that so so they had to what so they had to look under and dig under for the i i didn't understand what they said at the end of that challenge how were they supposed to solve it so once you uh, uh scratched off all the correct like words on the crossword um mm -hmm. the words left the letters left over spelled out like dig under lock or something so you had to dig under there to get a, something to with the right the combo okay Probably a scroll or something with the right answer. Mm -hmm. So we don't know. We'll never know exactly. But the kind of like what there. Tiffany figured out. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, that was that. Was, I was very impressed with that. I was too. I thought that she did great. Like She's Tiffany strong. Pressing me like this entire mm -hmm. episode. Like mm -hmm. first she like grabbed her on those puzzle blocks all by herself, and I was like, wow. Like because on the intro. And she's all like muddy and everything. On the intro, she's like, oh my gosh, there's a bug on me. Oh, gross. Um, <laughs> that was like the 22nd intro I got from Tiffany. And um, I was just surprised by Tiffany the entire episode. So, mm -hmm. uh, let's see here. Since we're talking about like casting characters, let's get into some tribes and um, let's talk about the dynamic in characters of the the green team or the is it the Siga? Siga? Something I like that. I said Siga and so when they first said uh -huh. the name was like Siga. Like well, <laughs> I guess. So yeah. All right. Uh first here, uh just alphabetically ordered here. I have Ben. Ben was a quick draft pick on our draft. So I was surprised that I think Sam jumped on him real quick. Yeah, Sam's here in the red. Um, he was the first initial, like, I can see Ben being a very relatable, very fun, but still, I, I, I 
don't know Sam's opinion of a first draft pick. Joseph, are you jumping on Ben wagon or no? Uh, are you rocking or are you rolling? Uh, it's a no for me, dog. <laughs> um, <laughs> just at the moment, I wasn't impressed with him in the Savvy Challenge. And he seemed to have a bit of a, a I'm not going to say negative editor, but there was kind of some connotations that he wasn't on the outs of stuff uh of the, the secret tribe so i i i peg ben as a bit of a um mid to late pre-merge boot i would agree like i think he could go far like he's very like unassuming people get along with him just fine mm -hmm. um laura thoughts about ben good social i thought good social but i i agree that um i mean he I think, honestly, in that tribe that Maria is going to run that tribe for a little bit. And mm -hmm. so whoever she wants to get rid of, she will. <laughs> so, but I mean, I thought Ben was good socially, but like, you know, I I don't know why he jumped into a savvy um, puzzle. I, I, I don't think I would have done that if I were him. I know props to him for jumping in, but like maybe know your strengths before jumping into mm -hmm. a savvy challenge for mm -hmm. sure but like you said maria like one to watch out for like she is luckily on my draft pick so i'm happy to see how strong she was um kind of like getting her alliances built i know she had something with tim earlier too about like the parents and then mm -hmm. uh, she's working with the the girls on the tribe and the girls want charlie in there so that really seems like ben is on the outs of that tribe. yeah mm -hmm. and she was the one that said charlie's angel right <laughs> maria yes yes mm -hmm. i love that reference whether charlie's really, aware of that or not <laughs> i don't think so not yet but i really want the charlie's angels alliance to work out um, I thought Jem had a really good edit as well. Um, Jem, I think, I I was taking my notes as best as I could. She was the first person to say soul survivor, that she's going to be the soul mm -hmm. survivor. And the edit always throws in a few hints here and there. So I don't know if that's going to be something in the future. Um, but she was the first person to say like, hey, I'm going to be the soul survivor. So. I, I I enjoyed Jim. I she was she was there. I don't think she was a kind of a central character for the the cigar tribe this episode. But whenever she was there, I enjoyed what she had to say, and I liked her uh, her job. It was a international brand mentor, which I I don't exactly know what that means, but maybe she partners with brands all over the world to like build them up or something so it makes you think that she is very innovative she can think on her feet uh she's great with new people and she's always going to come up with maybe new ideas or ways to do things uh when people other people don't so i have high hopes for her, just based on her career or what she says um, as a fellow lawyer are you having high hopes in charlie like lawyer uh, to lawyer Yes, and the reason I say that is not because of anything, that, the reason that he's a lawyer. Um, he, he, the reason why I say I think I really, really think he's going to do well is because he seems to have a lot of self-awareness. Uh, he says, I came from Manchester by the sea. It's not a very diverse that place. Diverse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
I don't really have much experience being, I mean, he went to Harvard. Harvard's pretty diverse these days. Uh, I, I mean, I speak that just not actually having ever been to Harvard. <laughs> just Harvard that is, is my favorite basketball team besides Villanova. <laughs> so, <laughs> I They're never going to win the tournament, FYI. <laughs> my favorites never need to win. They just need to be my favorite. <laughs> exactly. I can agree with that. Uh, uh, Laura, I hope for... Oh. Sorry. sorry, Justin. I just want to get this point out. I think his self-awareness is, is something that's very smart, not something that everyone has. He knows what his experience has been, and he knows how that is going to affect his relationships in this specific game. And uh, I think the way that he's approached that, even just from like day one or two or episode one, if you want to call it, is very, very smart. Um, and I think that will, being self-aware, will give you good reads, have a good gut, and carry you far. Mm -hmm. And I think the fact that he like plays into people's whims, like wearing like Ben's vest a little bit for like some chuckles and everything, like it's fun. He, he knows how to integrate into like the conversation and the, mm. the the mentality of the tribe yeah well and he also understands that he's got the girls on his side and he can also be on the guy's side so he's got a good strategy there mm. <laughs> until they figure until either side figures it out play both sides mm -hmm. it's always a a risky place to Play, like in the middle of two alliances so that you know you're covered on both sides but still like if the sides start talking to each other it, it could be trouble mm, i think I based think... on what tim said i don't think that's going to happen because he was pretty like we have to get a girl out we have to get a girl yeah. out mm. <laughs> well and they, they have just an extra vote that too. tim is a college coach what kind of college coach is he did did it, they say that at all or just um, at least in like the it little intro that I watched, I think he works with um, college students, just like how to do like resumes and how to be okay. successful in college. I think that's that's what I saw in the twenty seconds that I watched. So like so. pursuing life after college or getting into college, some something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think they spent very much time on him, which. We all know what that means. Either he goes really far or he's gone soon. He right? did have a nice moment, like, bonding with, like, Maria, I thought. Like, yeah. They had, like, mm. the parents' alliance thing going on. So I think Tim can follow underneath Maria. Just like you said, Laura, like, Maria's running mm -hmm. this drive. I think so. Mm -hmm. It's nice to see an older woman. She's still way younger than me, but... <laughs> I did like that she said that she didn't want to be the like the motherly figure, but I think sometimes um, the older women have fallen into it and just kind of accepted their fate, and they have shown that like motherly nature and nurturing nature. But I like that she was one very conscious of that fact, um, and she's probably not going to play into too much of being a the she'll be the matriarchal figure, but not in the sense that that she's having everyone suckling at her teeth or something. I don't know. Insert mother reference here. <laughs> well, and you guys, Mar Mariah, the one you, she was the one that's very said she just, like she was just happy to be making friends, right? Like kind of awkward and yeah. So mm -hmm. 
those are kind of hard to figure out because it's like, remember, who was the chick last season that I thought was going to get voted out the first week and made it like to the final five or oh, whatever? Hannah. Yeah. So you just never know. Oh, no, Emily, like, Emily. That's what her name is. The Emily. blonde. I don't know. She was just like, I thought she was gone week one and she made it really mm. far. So she could be a dark horse too. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, I liked her. I like the board game, like the nerdy people thing. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know if she's got enough to like pull it out at the end, but um, best of luck to her. Um, Joseph, any final thoughts here on the green tribe? Um, I do like, I, I like them as a makeup. Um, and although I think if they do go to tribal, I feel like it could be a relatively straightforward vote unless there's some kind of like intervening event. Mm. Well, then again, Maria does have a double vote. Like, mm-hmm. I failed to mention that too. Like she did good at reading the the two guys at the the little summit thing that they went to. Oh, that was. <laughs> but then still, like, oh, this episode was all like Jelinski. Yeah, Jelinski, who's, who's from Vegas, doesn't know how to bluff. Like, come on, man. <laughs> this, this this stuff writes itself. Maria just, she said two sentences and he just immediately folded, no pushback whatsoever. And I was just like, first the, the challenge and then now mm-hmm. this. And it was just, I mean, I get where he comes from. And, and maybe we can talk about um, the the dilemma boat trip soon. But mm. he, he wasn't wrong that he was put in a difficult position. But if someone wasn't as savvy as Maria was in the way that she pushed him and almost like, blackmailed him essentially uh, if someone didn't do that he could have gotten away with it but um she did a very good job mm-hmm. <coughs> um i enjoyed the little game i i kind of want to play that game eventually like mm-hmm. torch vote and skull like it's simple it gets the the point across and um you know i enjoyed it yeah i did too it was refreshing uh, Laura, thoughts on the Green Tribe before we move on? Just that um, if somebody wants to survive that tribe, they better figure out how to get rid of Maria. <laughs> <laughs> how do you solve a problem like Maria? <laughs> <laughs> Someone has to sing that this episode, this season. Otherwise, <laughs> this is like a musical like season two. Um, I think the tribe that we're going to next is our singing tribe here yes. of um, <laughs> Tevin and Soda. So who wants to kick this off? Right, name one person and we'll go. I think we should do Tevin because uh, I just want to give a shout out to the slide. I guess you call it a cold open to the show with Tevin's almost monologue about the ethos of Survivor. It was, like I think it was amazing. It was such a great setup. and I think it was a good summary of what Survivor is as a game, both strategically, psychologically, sociologically. Um, and the fact that it sounded like he said that on a whim as well, and it was just a genuine, the way he described the game was uh, a really, really great way to open the season. 
I thought so too. Like Tevin has been like infectious from the moment I saw him, and just he's so excited to be there. He, um, in the other draft podcast, he wants to go for the experience. And Joseph, like we know, like we've had a miniature experience in playing like live games. Like you go there and you have that life changing moment. And you're like, oh my gosh, that was amazing. Um, so that, props to him. Mm. Well, and I think he's an actor. So that's, I mean, he probably doesn't even feel like it's lying. You know, like Jelinski couldn't lie where he's like, <laughs> I'm just acting, you know, mm. I, I think that's a huge advantage. But he wasn't lying in that challenge, but I think going forward, um, and I I don't think he's going to tell anyone he's an actor either. That would be a bad play, right? Mm -hmm. And he's got a great relationship with Maria, I think, too. Like, the two of them, they're going to have an extra vote, get to, mm -hmm. like, a merge situation or, like, a tribe swap, and they are going to be covered, for sure. They're going to work yeah, together. Yeah, and Hunter already globbed onto him, too, which was smart on Hunter's part. Because he Did realizes he doesn't have a good social game. I don't. Can someone explain to me who Annie Griffin is? I feel like I. Uh, <laughs> I, I missed this reference, unfortunately. I haven't Googled it yet. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, uh, Laura, do you a, want to take it over? What's, what's Yeah, well, Griffin? Dustin's too young to even know what the show is. Did it do. Yeah. It's just a show from the 50s in the United States, I think the 50s. Where it's a small town sheriff, Andy Griffith, and he's got a girlfriend, which is really kind of strange because his wife must have died, and a son named Opie, who's played by Ron Howard, a oh, famous okay. director. Um, and there's a town drunk, and um, Don Knotts is his bumbling deputy. So just a 50s sitcom in the United States, very wholesome. Okay. But for Tevin to be a fan of it is very odd. And Hunter as well. I mean, they're too young to be fans of the show. I'm too young to be a fan of the show, really. I mean, it was out before I was watching television. <laughs> but they've it's been on reruns for years. Oh, it's really okay. like there's like an Aunt May character, I think. Yeah, Aunt B. Like, Aunt B. Um, and then she like makes pies and things. Very wholesome, Joseph. Very wholesome. Like okay. do you know Leave It to Beaver? Yeah, vaguely. So I would say like <laughs> the, the prerequisite to that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Would you say that, Laura? Yeah, very similar. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how far that alliance is going. Like you can only sing that theme song so many times and then it gets really drained into your mind. So, <laughs> um, but the other half of that Hunter, like I, He's putting his best foot forward. Like he's mm -hmm. working on like making up for what he's lacking socially by joining up with Tevin and everything. So I mm -hmm. think he he knows where he struggles at, and um, he's done a ton of work from what we've saw in the the first episode. So he's a workhorse as well. Um, mm -hmm. And this team has just killed it on the challenges. So yeah. they're working well together. You know, at first, I didn't think they were going to be very, like, strengthy. I thought, really, the purple team had a lot of, like, powerhouses on them. Like, mm -hmm. but I don't know what this team is. The, the orange team just, you know, lifted that gecko like it was nothing. 
that was a huge gecko. Five hundred pounds is ridiculous. I really thought kind of like that mattress, huh, Dustin? Yeah. <laughs> I moved a 120-pound mattress by myself, so it did not go very well, Joseph, at all. <laughs> um, shout out to Liz, though. Liz is uh, a fellow Michigander, like Laura and myself, mm -hmm. and um, she was at a few events last night, I want to say, and um, a few of my friends on Facebook posted pictures with her. So it sounds like Liz is like making the circuit, which is awesome. Um, I really like watching the survivors go out to those events, um, whether it's on podcasts like this that we've had on before or just like going to parties and bars. And like, it's always fun to see the ones that are like interacting with the fans. And Liz is huge into like fan interaction. So um, she's in Michigan. So it's pretty close. So we might bump into each other eventually. What was what's her career? She, she owned went... four different businesses. Oh, that's right. Some people too. didn't like that very much. <laughs> yeah, no, Tevin did not like that very much. Because he needs the money. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's, uh, I guess, a, the best move to brag about being very successful financially in a game. And I don't think she meant to say it, like, bragging-wise. But No, I don't think so either, but... Uh, I guess maybe she should have been a bit aware of how maybe it would have come across to other people that are there. Because obviously, I don't think it rubbed Tevin the wrong way, but like that's going to be, will, it will be on his mind, like probably for most of the game. Like he's bookmarked that, he's put it back mm -hmm. there, but he knows it's there and it's going to be, maybe it could come back to bite her in the butt. I don't know. Uh -huh. I think maybe just saying like, hey, I, I own four businesses, I'm a really hard worker. Not that you sold the business or anything, but mm. these days, who doesn't work three different jobs? So, Amen. Mm -hmm. um, well, the one I, would, I think I would have said, like, I'm a self-employed entrepreneur, you know, <laughs> doing a couple different businesses, you know, kind of working my way through life, you know, not, mm. you know, play it down a little bit. <laughs> and she didn't really say they were successful. He kind of assumed sure. they were successful. So. Sure. Uh, the one person on this tribe I didn't see much of um, was Randon. Like, um, I put in my notes, like, who is this person? Like, he got, like, I feel like the least talking, even less than Hunter on this tribe. Was he, um, he's the one that kind of started to throw Venus under the bus, almost. Mm -hmm. uh, was he the one that called her a princess, or was that Tevin? I, I missed that. Uh, uh, no, I think that was Randy because he compared her to um, who was the one that won one time? Starts with uh, P. Parvati. Yep. Parvati. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and that started that whole sequence of <laughs> Venus savagely looking for an idol, and then Randon going to Soda, ratting her out, which was the truth, and then so be like, "What is this person talking about? I don't believe him." <laughs> going back to Venus and be like, "This guy's crazy," and the Venus cleverly playing along being like yeah you really shouldn't trust him it doesn't sound like it's a really good idea mm -hmm. um, so i don't think random is in the best if venus thinks she's on the bottom i think random is actually on the bottom of the moment i think so too like we don't really see him bonding with everybody 
Like no. everybody else had like interactions, like one on one, like building relationships. And he was just um, on the side and not saying very much. Um, so in our my random draw I did for my family, there was three leftovers. And I put out there that whoever the first three out gets to choose one on the random three. Mm -hmm. Well, Jelinski was my downfall already. So I picked Venus because she was one of the random ones left. Okay. I and think I, she's a solid player. Like, she, she yeah. knows who she is. She she She's running through the woods trying to find a idol and whatnot. And, like, she's trying at least. So. Yeah. We'll see. I'm Like I said, still trying to figure out how these people survive this show because... Mm -hmm. I don't know. And, and I really thought I thought Jess might have gotten the boot just because of her, like the way she kept rambling on. I was like, shut up, <laughs> like cut yourself a break here. Yeah, we're not um, in a tribe yet. Sorry. <laughs> someone called Venus a poverty light. So. <laughs> Ooh, good job, Snyder. I'd say at the moment, poverty light. Yes, but she could develop into poverty 2.0. Oh. I'm here for that trajectory. Mm -hmm. Um, Snyder also says music to my ears and music. We have yet to talk about soda. Um, soda was the one person that I was so frustrated that I did not get her on my draft pick. Like she, uh, you know, has a great personality. Maybe too much for Hunter, of course, who is was also a camp counselor with those camp songs, but. Um, mm -hmm. I did. I do know Big Booty, so that's a fun game to play. So, in general, I thought she had just a really outgoing personality. So, I think as a camp counselor, you probably you have to have that because you're you're not looking after the kids. You're also the entertainer of the kids as well when you're a camp counselor. Um, and you're also there to listen to kids when they're upset as well. So she's probably has a great skill set to do some, I want to call it maybe like gentle parenting to people <laughs> on this tribe <laughs> if something goes awry. Uh, but she definitely probably has a lot of tricks up her sleeve just to pass the time. And they have so much downtime that we don't see that they do play little games just to pass the time. And she probably has a whole bible of things just to keep things going and people engaged uh, and i think that will be in her benefit because people mm -hmm. really like having her around just to take their minds off the game i guess uh that's kind of my role in like the live games i've played joseph it's um like oh let's let's put this together or let's move this here let's let's keep busy let's you know make the time go by let's let's play a game mm -hmm. of whatever so i'm always playing games whether it is at the branch or whatever like mm -hmm. they're just great team building things like let's let's have some fun and how has that gone for you it's going great <laughs> okay <laughs> i'm just wondering not knowing any of your placements whatsoever it was a uh -huh. genuine question no shade <laughs> no no, no, he's I, a very, very well-liked manager, I can okay. attest. And he was my <laughs> assistant for two months, and I said, this man needs to be promoted. <laughs> and it happened, so. It did. It's well-deserved. 
Uh, let's see here. So now we have the unfortunate conversation to talk about the purple tribe. Not unfortunate, because I really like this tribe. I They have some great characters in it. I'm rooting for a lot of them in general. Um, they were just, you know, on the bottom of their games. So... Uh, Kenzie was a hot commodity in uh, the draft list. Um, Kenzie, hairdresser, making the connections and everything. Like, she is playing the game super well. I'm a little nervous about episode two, though. She kind of seems like she's breaking down real quick. Um, and she was. In, like, the first challenge, she really was defeated, I thought. Um like when they weren't doing well, like she made a comment to the camera or something mm -hmm. that they weren't doing well. I don't know. Like she's got a great personality. And then when something goes wrong, she's a defeatist person. So mm -hmm. I thought my note on her was I thought she was pretty persuasive, though, when when they got to the point where they knew they were voting out somebody, she stuck to her guns and was like, you know, we bon Banu and her were the like I think the ones that finally made it happen that it was Jelinski. Um well and Q too, but Q's gonna bite himself, I think, with he's kinda like um oh my gosh, who was the guy that came back last season because he hit his Bruce. head two seasons ago? Bruce. Um yeah, just like too aggressive for this early in a game. I don't think he's being that aggressive. He's just really like trying to like, like he got partnered with Jelinski. So like, oh, <laughs> I just feel I, bad. I Hugh being someone that comes from like a sporting background, he has a very disciplined work ethic and having been raised in that kind of, culture he had clearly and rightly so had a problem with Jelinski giving up so early and I, I have no idea what his reaction would have been if he was with Hannah last season let alone <laughs> this season um but I think it has the potential to rub people the wrong way mm -hmm. um and not be interpreted as maybe what he thinks is supportive right it too blunt and lacking a little bit of empathy so I, th I feel like that kind of mindset is great for him and if he could communicate that better with others um it would help him but if he doesn't i don't think it would it's it's not gonna end well for q um joseph do you have any sport background do you have you played any organized sports or whatnot yeah so i played Tennis, most of my life, water polo, diving, soccer. I've been a pretty active person. Well, um, I was going to say, like, Laura's background, um, not background in, in entirety, but she has lots of sporting in the background from mm -hmm. um, her dad being a all-rounder coach and being nominated for, like, coach of the year over here and then sports as well. So, uh, Laura, is that kind of your mentality too? Yeah, I, I mean – yeah, kind of overboard and 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 often misinterpreted as because competitive people can be very selfish as well. So, I mean, 
I think it can go one of two ways. If you're really competitive, you can be really good at teamwork and team building, or you can be very competitive and, um, the, you know, he played football from what that said. So he should be good at teamwork. Um, I also was a diver, which is very, um, yourself. So, I mean, it, it just kind of, I don't know, but yeah, it, I think he's, he he has the opportunity to do okay, but I do think right as of what I've seen so far, he might be getting misinterpreted in his intentions of trying to help the team. But mm. we'll see. I mean. I find it always interesting between the mentality of people that have played sports that are very individualistic, like diving or tennis or mm-hmm. like golf, where it's just it's just you and you only have yourself to blame if you mess up as opposed to um football or soccer or um rugby i forget whatever you guys call your nrl is it nrl no um no nfl sorry yeah Yeah. (laughs) the super bowl stuff sports ball Mm -hmm. uh like yeah if you're only grown up in a team sports your mentality is gonna be very different to someone that just grew up as a a singles tennis player that's only out Mm -hmm. for themselves um, and it seems like he's been in the football background. He's more of a a team player. And um, I think that's probably, for him at least in this kind of game, a better mental mentality to have than maybe being a Djokovic or something. Yeah, true. I did, I, I did kind of, I was kind of siding though with getting rid of Joss just for the fact that you do need, I mean, even though he quit in his challenges, at some point, like you, I feel like they could have coached and be like, "Dude, this is what you're going to do in this challenge. Like, you're not, we're going to help us with your strength." Where I don't know if Jess is going to be that helpful in any challenges that are needing strength. But it's, I mean, it's that's the issue with this game, though. Too, it's like you just never know. The next challenge could be something that strength isn't even that big of a deal, or someone can sit out, or you know, so. So I thought in that puzzle, um, it seemed that the other two tribes were working well together. Both people were putting in pieces and finding places. But I think where these guys didn't do well was that Jelinski and Jess. Jelinski was basically handing her the pieces and she was putting them in. So she would have to put in twice as many pieces as the other people who were putting their own pieces. So I don't think the way that they approached the puzzle was right, but also Jelinski seemed a bit flustered as well. Um, but I have a soft spot for Jess only because as someone that does have ADHD my, myself, I know that I can understand the struggles of like sleep deprivation and like brain fog and kind of like finding it difficult sometimes to express your health, yourself in a, coherent way so i was happy that she didn't go home tonight and the one thing that i hope that she gets is a good night's sleep but i don't know whether she will (laughs) yeah um the fact that she loses her water bottle all the time i feel that myself my team always has to track down my coffee cup in the morning wherever i left it whether it's in the break room in my office like i just shout out where's my coffee cup and Somebody at least knows where it is. Mm. Is that common, though, to not be able to sleep? 
Yes. Yeah, so um, sometimes. Uh, like with stress, much, maybe that would be. Yeah. Overthinking things, yeah. constantly having brain run scenarios, being a little bit, and I'm sure being thrown into this, you're always thinking about, are they kind of, in real life, you're not going to go to bed being like, am I going to go to vote it off tomorrow? Right. <laughs> I don't sure know. There's a chance I, of a million dollars. Like. I kind of go to bed at night almost every night thinking that. <laughs> like, oh, my God, what's going to go wrong tomorrow? <laughs> well, that's good preparation for Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I felt for her, too, though, because I was kind of like, oh, my gosh, like, you're you're obviously struggling like just like like i said i i would you know but i think what she did it she should have done better is like talked a little bit more at the beginning than she was i think she was trying to play it cool and mm. then she just was realizing oh my gosh i have to start doing something so hopefully she'll get better in the next couple of weeks and you know ramp up her game a little bit because she's probably if they go down again i would say she's probably next mm -hmm. yeah i agree uh banu was a very big surprise for me like mm -hmm. in the intro i wasn't sure if his personality was going to click with everybody but it, it seems to be working very well for him so even though he's not a part of like the the solid three with q kenzie and uh tiffany he seems to be integrating very well and he's 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 doing good yeah, I find his, his energy was very infectious. He's very, in, definitely the most enthusiastic person out there. I thought maybe he was just like at the start of the episode, oh, he's just he's just really happy to be on Survivor. Um, but as his personality developed, um, I can I feel like I can kind of like identify with that as well. I'm sure he didn't um, he got citizenship for other reasons other than being just eligible to be on U.S. Survivor. But as an Australian, I have entered the U.S. visa lottery every year just in case I can get it. So one day I become a U.S. citizen to be eligible for U.S. Survivor. So I, I get it. <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing. You have to be a U.S. citizen to be on U.S. Survivor? Yeah. Uh, well, you be also Canadian and have dual yeah. citizenship, I think. Hmm. It's a fun legal fact. Um, the reason why that is, is because of the broadcast and television rights that they have to Survivor. They only have the rights to United States Survivors, so they can only have people from the United States or now North America, Canada, not necessarily Mexico, that's Central America, um, be a part of it. So that that's why um, it is the way it is. Well, uh, just fun fact for me as well. I enter the lottery often, but it's for a different reason. <laughs> <laughs> and I pay a lot of money to just dream that I might win someday. But best of luck to you on your lottery as well. Thank you. <laughs> hey, at least with your broadcasting channel there, Joseph, you can enter um, Eurovision my favorite oh. show so. i know it's such it's so random isn't it oh dummy in was robbed i must say uh, <laughs> i'm not like caught up yet so i will have to binge everything if very soon. oh I, i'm I, this was like 2019 um, oh, so. okay yeah no, i've been following from like 20 like 11 to tell you the truth so okay mm -hmm. i'm going strong at like good 13 years of eurovision here so 
Uh, it's my dream to one day actually go to it. That, that would be fun. Yay. Uh, let's see here. So who, let's see. Okay, so Tiffany, we talked a little bit about Tiffany earlier. Um, she is my biggest surprise. Um, just based on her intro, like I said, like she was like, you, there's a bug on me. And like, but she is like taking this game a storm, I think. It seems I'm... like I wrote strong for her. Very, um, the, I was very impressed with her finding the beware challenge and actually figuring it all out. And it, you know, mm-hmm. And she's working well with um, Kenzie. Kenzie, yeah, that's yeah. like they both know about the idol and everything. Like mm -hmm. she was like, "I need this person because it's a beware. You never know. You're gonna need somebody to help you out of those situations." And yep. she didn't even hesitate. She's like, "I have it right here." She didn't even think twice about it. So right. And then Kenzie did help her too and said, hurry up and hide whatever, you know, they're coming. They're going to, they're, 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 they're on mm -hmm. to you right now. <laughs> so. And I, I guess hope she was, those two go far. Yeah, I hope she does too. And I, I think she was very lucky that they just happened to lose because she, I don't think she, there was nothing to suggest that she threw that challenge to make sure that she was able to get the clue. So she's, the whole thing about Survivor, just just a little five percent, a bit of luck as well. <laughs> oh, I think it's a solid like fifteen. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what mm -hmm. percentage is your luck at Laura for Survivor? <laughs> Laura still has not won the Mega Millions, so I. <laughs> <No. say. laughs> and she we never did will. do pretty well at the casino last time. I think I did, like but yeah. So mm -hmm. may I suggest Powerball? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, I mean, it's not a huge addiction, but it is nice every once in a while just say, oh, if I could just win that $380 million. You got to be in it to win it. Is, um, <laughs> right. <laughs> we could have a really good LRG. What is that? Live reality game? Uh-huh. Yeah, you we could have it. a really good LRG. I, I would sponsor it. <laughs> Perfect. If I did that, I would buy an island, like, legit. <laughs> <laughs> so, kind of, um, the guy of the night is Talinsky. We've kind of been talking about him a little bit. Um, we had some person on YouTube comment here. Um, he was an eligible vote and was voted out, which is kind of sucky. You're on Survivor and you can't even cast a vote. Oh well, yeah, he got voted out with even cost without even costing one vote. Mm-hmm. You think we're gonna see him back for an all-star or a second chance? <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, if him and Brandon are on the same team, God help everyone else. <laughs> I feel bad for the guy though. Like, I don't know. It was a. Uh... He, he meant well. Like his his heart was there. And I think, I don't know, he made several bad decisions, um, including when they got back and he immediately goes, you know what, I'm just going to lay here. I'll be fine. <laughs> Jess is like, right. Even Jess knew what? better. She's like, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, if I was Jess, I wouldn't have said that. I would have just been like, okay, bye. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> you do have to kind of, I mean, I do feel bad for him too, because can you imagine like, all your friends like know you're gonna be on Survivor, and then they see this episode, and they're like, "What were you thinking?" <laughs> like, 
Either that or like classic Jelinski. <laughs> that is probably the thing it probably happens all the time she's got (laughs) jelinski and i don't know like he just gave up so much whether it was even lying to maria or even in the challenge he's like i'm done with this and i think you said you can't take somebody like that to war with you like they can't be on your team so I'm sorry that they lost the four that they did, but I think the three are better than the four. Well, and honestly, though, like you said, too, like if you would have looked at these tribes, I would have. I would have thought that this tribe would have won challenges just based on their looks. Mm -hmm. They really have like the physical capability to lift that Mm -hmm. gecko. And I really swear, like. I thought Jeff was going to say, like, this sponsor is sponsored by Geico, <laughs> the gecko. <laughs> um, and then what I thought was strange, just real quick, I had a little photo. So the Beware Advantage that Tiffany got would have been better suited for 42. Like, look at this picture. I know they're playing with this gecko theme from out of nowhere on the logo. But, like, you have a lock and key. Mm. For 42. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. is it, I didn't, I, this is actually, I think, 46 when I looked at the logo. This is my least favorite one in a while. I don't get the I moon. I think the gecko looks cute, but it looks like the stock image of a gecko you find anywhere. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, we're probably going to talk about it soon. I just want to say how fucking fire this tribal council set was like they have oh. gone all out for this it was bonkers i felt like i was back in survivor china or something but it's they really like stepped their pussy up I don't, can i swear on this i don't know <laughs> yeah 100 yeah but it, they legit have walls though it's like you're walking into like jeff's mansion or something Are yeah. they, do they do it in the same place all the time now like they're always in fiji right mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Because before they used to go to different locations. Mm. So maybe they just keep adding on to the. the... But this legit was massive. Like you're walking Mm -hmm. up steps and everything. And there's a room. Like you used to be voting out like in the open. But now you have walls. Which I thought was weird. Um, And also the lighting choices. uh, It kind of looks like. uh, I don't know. Like a hotel. Even the categories. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it kind of reminded me of like a really like fluorescently lit hotel toilet in Thailand. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like that one mosquito that's just always there going. <laughs> mm. Say hi. Uh, yeah. Oh, Snickers wants to be on the show. Hi. Yeah. Say hi, Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> But it, the tribal was, even though it looked nice, it was a super hot mess. Like, Jess was just rambling, uh, even though uh, I thought she was able to. I know she was sleep deprived and she was saying, like, she couldn't get her sentences together, but she still, like, made impactful jokes from what Jeff said. Like, she understood mm-hmm. what was going on and uh, what was it? 
she said something like, I can't make sentences, I can't spell, but hopefully nobody can spell my name spell my tonight name. or something. Yeah. Like <laughs> she was still With cognizant enough to make those kind of jokes and pick it up. So yeah, and then she did say, um, she um when Jeff said Jelinski's just trying to get you in this boat with him. And she was like, I don't want to be on that boat. No. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jelinski rightfully pointed out, he's not even on a boat. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Jelinski just like talked himself down the entire time too. And he's like, oh, I never quit. I never do this. Clearly, Except that challenge. That. And the other one. Uh, <laughs> Oh, that was unfortunate. Mm. I did like though when Jeff asked Banu, um, does that mean you're voting for Jelinski tonight? <laughs> he couldn't answer other than say, There's time to vote. <laughs> that was a that was a funny moment. I enjoyed that. Uh -huh. Um thoughts about this tribe going back to tribal. I think we might see them back again real soon. Mm. Well, weirdly. For, I think the first ad break, I don't know whether they intended it, but I feel like there was a spoiler for next week's episode where they walk in and Banu, it's, it's next week's episode clearly, and Banu, Jeff asked something, and Banu's like, we really want to win immunity, and you see the other two tribes holding the immunity yard, and I was like, well, that doesn't ruin the episode for me, like 10 minutes in. A hundred percent! That was the progressive commercial. I wrote a note about that too. Like, yeah. they messed things up before with the consumer cellular, so... That's, there's a little preview, and I was thinking it was going to be just further in the episode, mm. but yeah, it was. We already know what was going to happen. Yeah, exactly. But having said that, it does seem like I feel like people like Q and from that unintentional spoiler, Bonu maybe have had a bit of a fire lit under their butt about wanting to win. So I feel like they will be very determined to do so next week. Mm -hmm. to see. but like kenzie like breaks down like the start of that next episode the preview like kenzie's breaking down and everything and like great come so on I kenzie. um oh. only because the tv system they have set up here i i missed the preview um after it happened so i don't i need to catch up on that <laughs> i'll try to snip it i think i dvr'd it hmm. okay I think a general impression I had, though, was it seemed like most of the players were much smarter in this first episode than in the last couple of years where they all nobody was really adamantly like, I can't stand this person or like the one tribe was like, we all love each other, even though I'm like, no, you don't <laughs> like really like there's got to be someone annoying you right now. But like, seem they all seem smarter about like not like calling someone out right away. Other than Randon, who started calling out Venus. Venus. But uh huh. Usually, I, I feel like the first episode there's a lot more like I can't stand this person. I'm gonna try to get rid of him. Blah blah blah. And this time it seemed like oh everybody's getting along great. <laughs> so, I'm sure that'll break down soon. The the hungrier they get. Mm hmm. The more sleep deprived they get too. So. <laughs> right. Um, so we did a draft and we're kind of doing a, a variation on keeping score. Honestly, I made this up. I don't know anything like we might have to tweak numbers and whatnot, but, um, we give a point. Actually, um, we give bonus points 
called MVP points. So mm -hmm. Joseph and Laura, you are the guests here tonight. So um, Laura, we'll start with you. Um, who would you say your MVP of the night would be? Of the cast? Of the cast. Um, I'm going to say Tiffany. Tiffany? Mm-hmm. All right. Two points for everybody that voted for Tiffany, which is everybody but Snyder. So sorry, Snyder. Right, you're watching, and I know. Um, Joseph, your MVP of the episode. Snyder's is not gonna like me. This is definitely not the Snyder's director's yeah. cut. But I'm gonna have to give it to Tiffany as well. I really oh, I can't fault anything that she did. Uh, she found an idol, but she was also entertaining. I felt like I got to really know her. Uh, I like the fact that she is a self-taught artist. I feel like any self-taught artist I've met is a very good problem solver because they have to mm -hmm. problem solve everything for themselves. Um, so yeah, I got to give it to Tiffany as well. Hats off. So in our draft list here, um, highest scoring point after the MVP points, Tiffany is definitely bringing in the points for most of us. Sorry, Snyder. Um, Delinsky does take a solid four points before he leaves us, though. Um, you get nice five points for the episode title, which he said, uh, um, this is how legends are made or something like that. Um, mm -hmm. So good, good job in the quote, Jelinski. Um, <laughs> that's about it. So overall, DB is winning our draft right now with 13 points. Snyder, um, you didn't pick Tiffany on your team. So you're stuck <laughs> there at eight points. But things will change as they always do. Um, you never know what will happen next episode of Survivor. So uh, Laura, final thoughts about this first episode? No, I'm just excited. It always gives me something fun to do on Wednesday night. So just excited to watch how it uh, goes forward. And um, I'm sure there'll be a dark horse that will surprise us at some point and, and make some stellar move. Uh, at the end of the draft last week, we all made random predictions of like crazy things that would happen. Um, I bet a few points on that there would be a rock draw. Snyder wanted a showmance in it. He called out two people. He thought they would like get together, essentially. Um, Laura, any crazy thoughts that you think will happen? Mm, I didn't really. The only showmance kind of got quashed already because Zelensky was vibing with Kenzie, right? Uh -huh. And, um, Shaggy I don't know. I think there's going to be Maria it, Maria and someone are going to be a final. A, they're, they're definitely going to be a final two, and I think they're going to go pretty far. So mm. if Maria and Tiffany can get together, beware. There, okay. Uh, let's see here. Joseph, final thoughts for the episode? I thought it was um, generally a great episode to the season. I enjoyed that the first 75 minutes was just getting to know the dynamics all the tribes, I really enjoyed that. When I saw there was only 40 minutes left, I'm like, we haven't even done the immunity challenge yet. Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, I really enjoy that aspect because I feel like even after just one episode, I know 85% of the people there, their stories, mm -hmm. what kind of personality they are. And um, 
hopefully that I made a good read on whether they'll do well or not. <laughs> um, crazy thought, something that you're gonna it's gonna happen in this season, never happened before, or something that's Ooh. gonna come up. Look, this is a bit morbid. I don't think someone's gonna die, but I I'm gonna say there's gonna be a bad medivac. Oh. Just I I don't know. Like that's just I thought the gecko was gonna be a bad medivac. They no, were trying to get those things over. Fall from the top mm-hmm. when the gecko came down. I think maybe it was Tevin or something that fell from the top of the scaffolding mm-hmm. structure. I was like, my ankle would have been deceased after that, and I would have to yeah. be pulled off at a stretcher. Um, but I, I mean, when I say a bad medivac, I don't wish that on anyone. But it's uh, more of just a left field prediction than wishing harm on anyone on the show. <laughs> hundred percent. When we uh, um, do the programming for like live games too, I'm the first person to say no balance beams. Like, nope, we're not doing this. It's too dangerous. No, no, no. I'm the person to say no. And that challenge, that gecko, no, too dangerous. Like Laura Get said. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there were so many puns on the episode too tonight. Like, the Nami tribe, don't vote for me. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> I did like, though, in the marooning challenge, um, when Jeff was like, and the tribe that comes last are the, and someone yelled out Nami instead of losers. <laughs> 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 and then they ended up winning. I'm like, oh, great one, guys. That's probably Zelensky. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I think we're going to miss a little bit of humor without Jelinski, that's for sure. Yeah, he was kind of giving me like Nicolas Cage vibes just a little bit. <laughs> if Nicolas Cage and like Weird Al Yankovic had a baby, I feel like that's what Jalisco <laughs> looks like. With the hair and the deep voice. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we'll only know second chances are coming around again, but I doubt that we're going to see him again. I would agree with that, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Well, with that being said, Thank you, folks, for tuning in tonight. Uh, we had Jane watching and Snyder, of course, and then our friend here, Kidder, on um, YouTube. So thanks for joining in, folks. And um, it, Laura, thanks for joining tonight. Thanks um, for I'm, having me. It was fun. I'll be getting <laughs> your drinks tomorrow. Don't you worry. So I know. Yeah, we can recap again. <laughs> Joseph, thanks again. Um, shout out to uh, Survivor Cayman Islands. What do you have going on for Cayman Islands coming up? Um, well, Are you doing episodes? Are you, uh, what's the word? Like casting or anything like that? What's going on? I mean, so casting's done. We're full on like pre-production. We film in two months. It's just, it, it's a two-day game, but we are filming it. We're editing it. It'll be put into a YouTube series. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, uh, it's partly getting everyone to know about, I guess it's harking back to the old Survivor where they went to different places and you learned about the culture and the people and kind of tidbits about China or Nicaragua or the Pearl Islands. There was always like little motifs that happened throughout the whole thing. That's kind of been like my ethos about wanting to do this, that it's not just like, something that I particularly wanted to do, but I fell in love with this place that I moved to and I really want to show it off in the best light with the stories of the people that live here, the culture here, the national symbols, what the environment looks like, the beaches. Yeah, it's it's just meant to exemplify all of that as well. So I'm really um, excited for it. And I just want to plug something separately. If you're not watching Australian Survivor, 
what are you doing with your life? Titans versus Rebels is honestly, hands down, one of the best Survivor seasons I've seen in such a long time of any international franchise whatsoever. Just want to say that. And Where I want to say... It? Uh, we, uh, I don't want to, uh, I don't know whether there's, uh, uh, you can watch it on places like YouTube or, okay. um, uh -huh. if you could just, uh, Google it, uh, there's probably a Reddit thread that gives you the exact link to this Australian website. I think it's shvideos.net, <laughs> I want to say, but, uh, you can watch anything, any Australian reality TV show on that website for free. without I, a I have to be a little stinky when I watch some old school Eurovision stuff, like, so there's ways around it, Laura. I'll I'll tell you later. Okay. Okay. Tell you tomorrow. That's good. Is that a current? Is that a current series right now? Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> my live Sunday, Monday, Tuesday consists of Australian Survivor because it's three episodes a week, which wow. is a lot. It's like and Big Wednesday, Brother. Yeah, Wednesdays is U.S. Survivor, so a majority of my week <laughs> is watching Survivor at least once a day at the moment. So, and I'm doing Survivor K Line, so I'm mm -hmm. I'm weirdly not sick of the word yet, but. <laughs> you're not done sir surviving yeah I'm, I'm surviving my life at the no no sir surviving like ben said like what? vibing oh surviving vibing. Yeah, yeah, yeah i'm surviving at the moment good job it's all the vibe well laura if you're interested um uh, once joseph released the cast we can do a cast draft of the cayman islands that might be fun oh yeah that would be fun there you go and then we'll yeah. watch the episodes and see how they go. So yeah, I mean, it'd be nice to get it because uh, the cast has. I really tried to. There's a Cayman is actually pretty diverse. It's about fifty percent Caymanians, and then about uh, the rest of the fifty percent are expats, so Australian, yeah. British, because it's an overseas British territory technically. Um, British, Irish, South African, Jamaican, Filipino. Haitian, and we have one token American tourist because we have a lot of Christians. <laughs> I'm picking that first draft. Give me that American. <laughs> All right. Well, best of luck. Um, Laura, I'll see you probably tomorrow. Joseph, I will see you on probably another recap of these episodes. More than welcome back. Thanks for joining. Um, thanks everyone for tuning in. Um, don't forget to, uh, Hit that subscribe button and follow for LRG Podcast. You can find out um, anything about um, live reality games happening in your area, Cayman Islands, wherever you want to go. There's probably live games somewhere. So thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week. Um, I wish I knew who was presenting next week. I think it's me again. And then we'll have <laughs> another special guest again. So till nice then. Nice to meet you, Joseph. Nice to meet you, you too, next week. Laura.